But I do this twice a year and I always do it with the intention that by emptying myself of those things that cause distractions in my life or that may not be good for me, it's going to allow me to open up and be able to experience other things in a different way that perhaps were being blocked before. Hi, I'm Vanessa Torres and welcome to my podcast. Over the years, I've navigated through the highs and lows of life, rebuilt my life alongside my husband and two daughters when we left beautiful British Columbia and had to start from scratch in search of a better life for our family. I've struggled to find my own identity outside of being a wife and a mother. And like me, there's so many of us that are trying to find our purpose, have a voice, and simply try to be the best versions of ourselves. Join me on this journey to discover and become that woman you can be proud of. We'll peel back the curtains and discuss topics on lifestyle, marriage, motherhood, walking in our faith, and what it takes to reach the other side of fear, and so much more. Think of me as your girl having a glass of wine and deep diving on meaningful, raw, and unscripted conversations. This is the place where you can be fierce, bold, and unapologetic. This is That Woman Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a seasonal life reset. And specifically, we are talking about the fall season. Fall is my absolute favorite season. I love the pumpkin spice drinks, the fall decor, all the warmth and cozy vibes. That's my thing. I live for fall. And there's something about this season where I feel that things naturally begin to slow down after the hustle and bustle of summer. I find that when things slow down, it's natural to start thinking and reflecting, taking a look back at the year so far, especially around this time. The new year is just around the corner and we are in Q4 of the year and these last three months are going to go by very quickly. This is the perfect time to reset and realign your intentions and your goals before the end of the year. I'll break down this episode in three parts. Slowing down and some examples of what that looks like, how to do a reset, and how you can set your goals for the rest of this year. So be sure to grab your cozy drink. I'm drinking a homemade iced pumpkin spice latte. It's very easy, very delicious, and it's way cheaper than going to Starbucks. If you love the taste of pumpkin, then I'll put the recipe in the show notes so you can also make it at home. So grab your drink and let's get started. Okay, so let's dive into what it looks like to slow down during this time. Slowing down doesn't mean you're going to be a couch potato all day and do nothing. We want to make sure we are being intentional with our slowing down and that it's benefiting you to slow down. This can look like taking your time to enjoy the small things, like enjoy your cup of coffee or tea. In the morning is when I love to do this before anyone else gets up. I'm usually the first one up in my house and I get up very early I'm usually up around 4.30, 5am and I do this so I can have that alone quiet time to enjoy my coffee and write in my journal. Another way to slow down is by sitting outside and soaking in the sun. Also, side note, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very much someone that is affected by weather and my mood can very much fluctuate depending on whether it's sunny or rainy. I remember this time where it had a very early shift. I started around 6 or 7 a.m., so I couldn't really see yet how the day was going to turn out. And I was working inside the mall, so I can't see outside. And around the afternoon, I remember I began to feel really tired, just 
so exhausted and just very like blah. Like I felt like the energy had been sucked out of me. And I don't know why it just felt like it was raining outside because that's how I usually get. But again, I'm inside the mall, so I can't tell, but my body could just feel like it was raining. So I asked this coworker who was about to begin a shift and I was like, hey, uh, by chance, is it raining outside? And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, it's pouring out there. So it's just interesting how your mood can immediately change depending on the weather outside. Back to soaking in the sun. Getting sunlight really makes a difference. There are studies that have shown that moderate sun exposure has some health benefits, such as better sleep, it improves your mood, and it promotes a healthier immune system. Aim to get 10 to 30 minutes of midday sunlight every day. Always make sure you apply sunscreen before heading out. That's very important. Not only are you intentionally slowing down, but there's also some added benefits as well. The last example I want to give you of slowing down is to be present. Plan to have some quality time with your family, your friends, your partner. I love movie nights with my family. And around this time, because the weather gets a little colder, a little crisper, I love to put on some cozy PJs, turn on some candles, and we all cozy up on the couch with blankets and watch a movie together. The key to being present is to remove all distractions. I've made a rule with my family that no cell phones are allowed while we are spending time together. Whether we're watching a movie or we're having dinner together, this also goes for the adults. So if I'm on the phone or my husband's on the phone, my daughters have no problem reminding us of our own rules. You can also be present with yourself by yourself. It's so important to spend time on your own. I mentioned earlier that I get up before everyone else does so I can have that time to prepare myself for the day. You can do that or you can also plan a solo date like going to a coffee shop by yourself, going window shopping. The same rules apply of removing distractions. So you don't want to be glued to the phone, but instead you can journal or you can read a book. And this is the perfect segue into the next part, which is reset. And I'm going to talk about how to reset your mind, your body and your soul. We already talked about a few ways to reset your mind, but spending less time on your phone is a big one. Technology has benefited us in so many ways, but it's also one of the worst things for our mental health, especially an app like TikTok, for example. I get it. TikTok is very entertaining and it's a fun way to distract ourselves. But sometimes once you start, you go down this rabbit hole of videos and before you know it, you spend over an hour just scrolling mindlessly through videos. Your mind needs a break. I have TikTok on my phone, but I barely use it. It's so rare for me to actually watch videos. And if I do, it tends to be more motivational or educational content. Now, be honest with yourself. And if you are someone that is addicted to being on your phone or TikTok, you need to change that as soon as possible. What I did is I removed the TikTok app from my home screen. Now, this works better for me. Like I said, I don't really care for it. But if you're addicted to watching those videos and you're someone that spends a lot of time on TikTok, I would honestly say delete it. Now, sure, you can probably just redownload it after deleting it, but really try to give yourself that challenge to not give in and at least give yourself a time frame that you will take a break from it. So, for example, do it for one week. If you make it one week, try and go for two weeks. If you make it the two weeks, keep on extending it and see how far you can make it and maybe even aim to do it for a whole month. The idea is to give your mind a break to reset and focus on other more important things. Next is resetting your body. So there are several ways you can do this. For example, make it a point to stretch every day, maybe as soon as you wake up. 
You can go on a walk for 30 minutes to an hour. Or if you're like me and you've got some of that Latin blood in you, then you know that the moving of our bodies naturally comes in the form of dancing. So while I'm cleaning or cooking at home, I love to put on music in the background. I think it's a very Hispanic thing, or maybe anyone else can relate as well. I cannot be in my house without having some type of music or noise in the background. Like I just have to have that. And as the music is in the background, I'll be dancing as I'm cleaning or as I'm cooking. This by far is my favorite way to move my body, and I'm breaking a sweat as I do it. So it makes the chores of cleaning a lot more fun. And I feel amazing afterward. The last section of resetting is our soul. Resetting or refreshing your soul can look like praying or meditating or just having some quiet time to yourself. One of the best things that you can do for your soul is to practice gratitude. Appreciating the smallest things that show up in our life, it changes your energy and it changes your vibration. When you practice daily gratitude, you become more aware of everything that you have to be grateful for, and you feel more at peace. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never be happy, because nothing will ever be enough. Another thing I do to reset my soul is doing the Daniel Fast. Now, I want to do a quick disclaimer. Before you start any type of fast, please make sure you consult with your doctor to make sure that you are healthy and in a good place to do a fast. Also, please make sure that you do your research before you start any type of fast as you want to make sure that that's the right fast for you. I can say that this Daniel fast is not for everyone. This is a very intense fast. And if you've never, ever done a fast in your life, then you might want to start slow at first. And again, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of doing your research and seeing a doctor before you start. Okay, so what is this Daniel fast? It's based on a passage in the Bible, and it's essentially a vegan diet where you cut out sugar, carbs, caffeine, and alcohol for 21 days. And I want to make something very clear. The purpose of this fast is not to lose weight. I repeat, the purpose of this fast is not to lose weight. If you start this fast with the sole purpose of losing weight, then you are going to be miserable and you're going to quit very early and you're not going to achieve what this fast is meant for. The Daniel fast is a method of spiritual fasting and the idea is to empty yourself from the things of this world that bring you comfort and bring you pleasure in order for you to refocus on the things that are not from this world, such as gratitude, humility, patience, love. Listen. I'm a foodie and I love food. So going in, I know that this fast is going to be very, very hard. But I do this twice a year and I always do it with the intention that by emptying myself of those things that cause distractions in my life or that may not be good for me, it's going to allow me to open up and be able to experience other things in a different way that perhaps were being blocked before. Another reason this fast is good for your soul is because during this time that you are doing the fast, you are meant to be praying and meditating. That's one of the biggest focuses in this fast. So again, it's not focusing on the food. It's not focusing on the idea that by removing these types of foods, you're going to lose weight. It's about the intention behind it. It's especially for people that feel stuck or maybe you're in a rut that you can't get out of. Maybe you're going through a hard time in your life and you need guidance or you want to find your purpose in life. There's a word that just came to me right now, breakthrough. 
I think that's probably the best description I can give it. If you're in a need of a breakthrough in your life, then that's what this fast is for. If you're interested in the Daniel Fast and you would like me to record an episode and talk about it in more detail, then please let me know. You can message me on Instagram or leave a review with a request. I can explain it further and I can share the experience I've had by doing it. So far, we talked about what slowing down is and what that looks like, such as enjoying the small things, getting some sunlight, and being present. We also talked about how to reset and how you can reset your mind by giving it a break and spending less time on your phone, resetting your body by going on daily walks or even dancing around your house, and resetting your soul by praying or meditating daily. The last section I want to talk about is goal setting. So be honest, how many of us at the start of this year, we made a list of all the goals and things we wanted to achieve before the end of this year? And if we're really asking ourselves, how many goals were we able to achieve? One? Three? Maybe none? Hey, that's okay. I'm in the exact same boat. There's so many things and goals that I wrote down at the beginning of the year that I'm nowhere close to achieving. But that's exactly what this reset is all about. It's so that we can refocus and realign on some of those goals that we set out to complete at the beginning of the year. So in order for you to achieve a goal, you need to have a method that is going to help you achieve it. If you haven't heard of SMART goals or having SMART goals, it's one of the most popular methods used to successfully achieve a goal. It's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound Goals. If you're interested in breaking down your goals by using this method, I will link a free template in the show notes that you can use. Okay, so for example, maybe your goal is that you want to learn how to speak Spanish. So on a piece of paper or in the template that I provided, you will write your goal. I want to learn Spanish. You'll break down that goal by using the SMART goal components. So in the example that we're using that you want to speak Spanish, it's maybe because you want to travel to El Salvador and that's why you want to learn. So you would write under specific, I want to speak Spanish fluently to communicate better when I travel to El Salvador. Next, it needs to be measurable. So ask yourself, how will you track progress? How will you know when the goal is accomplished? So under measurable, you can write, I'll take an online class every week and will practice with others in class to track my progress. It also needs to be achievable. So is the goal realistic given your resources? What steps or actions will you take to reach the goal? Or do you have the necessary skills and support? So under achievable, you can write, I will take the online classes on my days off and practice one hour before bedtime. So for example, if you're someone that works a graveyard shift, this might not be realistic or achievable for you. Since you work during the night and during the day you catch up on your sleep, that might not look very achievable. So remember, it needs to be realistic. It needs to be achievable for you. It also needs to be relevant. So does the goal align with your objectives? Is now the right time to pursue this goal? So under relevant, following our example, you could write, I'm going to travel to El Salvador in six months, and I want to be able to communicate in Spanish. Lastly, it needs to be time-bound. So when will you start working on the goal? What is the target completion date? Are there any milestones or checkpoints along the way? So following our learning Spanish example, you would write, 
under time bound, I'm traveling to El Salvador in six months. Now you can apply this SMART method for your goals with everything and anything. If you want to be healthier, you can break it down. How do you want to be healthier? What does that look like? Just saying you want to be healthy is very vague, but you need to find ways to really break it down and give yourself a timeline. Maybe you want to save up money for a down payment on a house. And how long do you want to do that? How much do you want to save up? How much do you need to save up in order for you to reach your goal? Those are all the questions that you really need to dig deep and answer in order for you to be able to successfully achieve that goal. So those are just some examples on how you can take a goal, break it down by using the SMART method. We have three months before the end of this year. So realistically, you don't have to give yourself a crazy list of goals. Don't give yourself five goals that you want to achieve when we only have three months left, which we already know are going to go by very quick. We also have Christmas season coming up, which is one of the busiest seasons. So instead, make it simple and aim to achieve one goal before the end of the year. Look at the list of the goals that you have and ask yourself, which of these is the most important for me to complete this year? By putting all your energy and focus into one goal, it'll make it a lot more likely for you to be able to successfully achieve it. Okay, friends, there you have it. I hope that these tips help you to restart and refresh for the remainder of the season. Was there a particular area that you felt drawn to the most? If so, please let me know. And remember to keep on striving to be that woman you can be proud of. I'll see you all in the next episode. We finished already? Where did the time go? If you want more, be sure to follow this podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway from this episode? What resonated with you the most? I'd love for you to let me know by leaving a review. Reviews let this platform know that amazing listeners like you enjoy the show. You can also come hang out with me on Instagram at Miss Vanessa Torres or at that.womanpodcast. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week.